Hey, 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 what's up, my man? Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm so honored that you've taken the time to, uh, to listen to me sitting down with Chris Wilson, who represents a company called Critical Bench. These guys are focused on a holistic approach to fitness. And I would say there's an emphasis on strength training and conditioning, but they really cover the whole gamut. And if you're wondering why I brought these guys on when this uh, podcast is really about you know sexual health and quitting pornography, it's because I have observed uh, in kind of reflecting on my own story and just watching the clients that we've been helping you know transform their lives the last few years is there is an intricate link between body image and sexual health. And what we find is that when people improve their body image, they tend to make better decisions sexually as well and vice versa, which is actually much more relevant for us. When guys get free of pornography and they start to have a value for their body, well, they want to take care of it more. And regardless of where you are in the journey, I do highly encourage you to integrate fitness, physical well-being into your recovery process. We've had a guy like Frank Rich on here who formerly was a big time bodybuilder. I mean, if you see some pictures of this guy back in the day, he was massive and he's now integrated his kind of physical routine and regimen into his recovery process that he walks other guys through. And it's kind of cool to see that integration. Chris Wilson is uh, is uh, the representative of Critical Bench. He's been with them for uh, over a decade and he has helped millions of people improve their physical fitness. Their YouTube channel alone has a million subscribers, so that's not an exaggerated number. They've actually helped so many people, and he's just found a way to get their message in an easy-to-understand way. So this is uh, more of a beginner-level talk about fitness and uh, just, just the importance of mobility, how you can just simply do like five minutes a day and really make a difference, how you can work with body weight. You don't need to have a gym pass even to start taking care of yourself and why it matters. And we really tried to talk more about the why than the what, although obviously for a subject like this, you got to get into some of the nuts and bolts also. So we covered a little bit of everything. It's very comprehensive and I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. I'm trying to think if there's anything else to mention, but I honestly think that's that's it. So without further ado, guys, enjoy. This is my interview with Chris Wilson of Critical Bench. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. All right. Well, I'm here with Chris Wilson from Critical Bench, and uh, we just got to know each other here the last couple of weeks, really, but I'm super excited to have you. Welcome to the show, Chris. Great to be here, Sathya. appreciate you uh, setting us up and looking forward to talking with you. Yeah. So, you know, one, one of the things that I think my audience has probably benefited from and maybe been hindered by occasionally is everything happens a lot in conjunction with my journey. So, you know, I struggled with porn for a long time. I got clean. Now we start the podcast. And um, anything that I'm learning or that God's speaking to me about, 
tends to flavor the guests that we bring in. And the last year and a half or so, I have been a lot more intentional about my own fitness journey. I've always prioritized exercise and eating well, but specifically like lifting and just getting into kind of, I would say, new ways of looking after my body. And so we haven't actually done a very good job of bringing on guests to talk about this. And uh, and so I think you're the second person to, to come and cover the subject in when we spoke earlier, I really like your approach. I think you don't, you know, you don't have to be a bodybuilder to necessarily follow your concepts, although people who want to, you know, bodybuild can certainly do what you guys are doing as well. And I really appreciate that about you, man. So as maybe just a starting point, Chris, can you just talk about why, why should men even care about their physical health in the first place? Yeah, that's a big question and a really important one for most men to wrestle with. Um, and yeah, I like speaking about this specifically to the guys because, you know, the, um, my, the, the ladies out there seem to find their way to or gravitate to, <clears throat> to kind of taking care of themselves or their health or being more concerned about it more naturally. Whereas guys, we can really be isolated, especially as we get older um, yeah. and, and our um, uh, oftentimes our uh, our world shrinks in terms of who we're friends with, who, who we associate with, right. Our community maybe. Um, and you have to really invest a lot in surrounding yourself with, with good people, good company that kind of keep you on the up and up. But um, I say that to say this, that you can't tap. I don't think you can't tap into your best um, body, mind, spirit, cognitively, right. Your brain, just the way you operate, the way you think about the world, if you're not physically investing in yourself, because the two are so attached. Um, uh, I've done a lot of uh, digging and research and learning over the last few years about the brain and the impact of movement on the brain. And I think when most people think about their their brain function, about their mental state, um, they think about, you know, reading and writing and, and um you know, crossword puzzles and Sudoku's <laughs> Sudoku, and, yeah, uh, to yeah. stay sharp, you know, mentally, I got to do those things. And there's truth in that. Yes. Yeah. You, you mean you need, you need to read and write. I mean, those are kind of two essential things I think that we all um, need to continue to do in our lives. But uh, I have terrific quotes in, in my book that's associated with a, a program of ours. that's about uh, helping older people prevent falls. It's a balanced program. But it talks, uh, these these neuroscientists are quoted as saying, you know, the number one function of the brain is not memory, is not these other things. The number one function of the brain is to move the body. Wow. Internally and externally, right? And so we have a lot of movement inside of our body that our brain just takes care of without us giving a thought about it. Isn't it amazing the stuff that occurs inside of our body with a release of this and a release of that and circulation and, and, you know, and, uh, uh gland, uh, lymph function and, and organ function and all of these things. And yeah. it's all predicated on like, you know, our, our breath and, and our blood flow and all of these things and getting essential nutrients throughout the body. So it's constant movement. And then what happens to our bodies when we don't use, use them? When we don't move them, what happens? Instant, instantly, we start to break down and atrophy, and and it's 
it's really, I mean, why when we get older and we sit around so much more, and I'm generalizing here, but yes, uh, do people over 80 probably sit more than people, you know, 47 who coach youth baseball and like myself, I'm constantly moving and, you know, their bones get brittle, right? Their cognitive yeah. function declines, they, their world shrinks, they become more depressed, they they lack energy, um, you know, just all they, they lose their muscle, right? They just little tasks like getting up and moving to another room become uh, cause anxiety and stress. And yeah. so it's it's really we have to get good when we're capable at, at our younger ages at really creating habits and rituals when it comes to movement in our life, whether that's when we get up in the morning and we 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 walk or we, you know, we get up and we stretch or, you know, things that we can take with us and yeah. and become so patterned for us and routine that we, we never stray from it. I mean, the happiest people I remember seeing in my life were older couples that were walking hand in hand down the sidewalk were an older couple. I, when I went to college and lived in a house with my brothers off campus, we had an older couple, our neighbors, Ed and T T was short for Teresa. Everyone called her T and Ed and T had been married for over 60 years in almost daily they went and played tennis together and i'm telling you it's because and they were different they had a different spirit about them and it's because they moved together in the world and i if i if there's one takeaway that i want people to get from me and all these years i've been coaching and 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 being around people in in public or in uh in gyms and is that like movement is fun and necessary and we can never stop. It doesn't matter how old we are. Yeah, and I think what you're saying makes sense. If you think about 150 years ago, uh, and certainly hundreds and you know thousands of years ago, yes. movement was just built into the lifestyle. Yes, You had to walk to get places and we didn't have some of the conveniences that we have today. You and I are both sitting in a home office Right, like we didn't have to drive to some. Well, studio I'm, in, to I'm in a work. I'm in oh, an I official stand, building. I stand with, corrected. With other, okay, other workers. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Then I'll just speak for myself. You know, it's about twelve steps altogether from my bed to my yes. office. You know right. what I mean? Like it's so easy to be sedentary, and even I mean, sure, you're at your office, but you drove to get there. It's not like you, yeah. uh, presumably. Um, you yes. know, like like it, we don't have this built in as much. So I think, I think that's an interesting point, and that's been helpful for me to realize that actually, like. 150 years ago, people didn't have to program exercise into their daily routine because it mm-hmm. was just part of life. But we were gradually like with the development of technology and whatever else, it just seems that we're becoming more sedentary. And the need for the work that you're doing is becoming greater. Because without this kind of intentional, like you're saying, habit development, and building in these practices, our, our health is actually going to deteriorate and decline in the opposite direction. Is that is am I hearing that correctly? It's 100% on point. Um, we, we are not, we are not tapping into our, our full potential if we're not moving the body. I mean, it's, there's science out there that proves that when we're upright and vertical and moving our brain functions better, like our brain lights up. I mean, Ben Greenfield, right? Like super, like, uh, super popular, uh, biohacker, but you know, author and, um, podcaster and everything else. He talks about that all the time. In fact, he does interviews often walking on a treadmill. 
He did yeah. one on our podcast a few years ago where he, <laughs> the whole podcast, he was walking. Um, he feels more alive, more alert, more uh, sharp. And, yeah. and there is science that supports that very much so versus sit. why do we feel I think about I mean, the a great example I always give is like going on a car trip. We're in the car for like three, four, five hours at a clip, right? And then you stop and you get out to go to the bathroom or get something to eat or drink. Your body feels like you were in a car wreck. <laughs> You're so stiff and sore and it takes a while to stand up and move and it feels like crap. But then you move for a while and what happens? Wow, I feel better. <laughs> My True. head feels better. I'm not so tired feeling. I'm not so, ugh. but people sit who sit all the time. That's how they feel. They feel yeah. like they're on this never ending car ride. Think about that. Yeah. So why do people have who who exercise more seem to have more of a positive look, you know, an outlook? It's it's just the two go hand in hand. When you move more, it has this great, you know, chemical reaction in your brain um, and it moves things along. You digest better. You circulate blood better. You get blood to areas of your body that you need blood when you move your body versus yeah. when you're sitting and blood just kind of resides and yeah. doesn't doesn't move as much. So, I mean, it, I can go on and on about this. This is obviously I, I like this topic very much. <laughs> it, 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 it makes but it makes perfect sense to me. It, look at children. Children are generally the happiest little people in the world. Right. And what yeah. are they always doing? They're playing. They're moving. They're moving. They never yeah. sit still. Okay, we're always says, stop, stop. Would you quiet? Stop, sit down. <laughs> stop. But you know, honestly, thank God because that's what they need. That's that's what makes them feel good. Is is moving their bodies and tumbling and running and chasing and I mean, I, I we exhaust kids on the baseball field for like two three hour baseball practices. Practice is over. And these kids are still chasing each other in the outfield. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, guys, what? But this is a good thing. This is this is what we're supposed to continue to do. But we have this awful way of growing up. And then yeah. once we're adults, that's you know that's not cool anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's it's not as um it, maybe it's not as convenient, right? Like we we have other things we're running to and from. Um, I, I want to get into the practicals, but maybe one more question just while we're here in this area. For you, uh, you know, obviously you've been training people for a long time and you've been, you know, exercising and lifting and taking care of yourself for a long time as well. Is there a spiritual element to this of taking care of your body? Is it, you know, I, I know it's not necessarily like if you have a six pack, you're a more spiritual person. I'm not asking you to like, you know, be outlandish here, but is is there a link for you? I, I know that you come from a faith perspective. Is, is that part of it for you at all? Or are those more or less separate entities? No. It's definitely connected. We're 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 whole. Be we're not whole beings if we're not tapping into the spirit side of things, right? Body, mind, spirit, uh, kind of the, the trademark of our Strong by Design podcast show. <clears throat> I think. Pardon me. <clears throat> I think that we have to be stewards of our body. We get one. We get one body. Let me take a sip of coffee. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> no worries, man. We get one body for this life. And how are we going to take care of it? Um, how are we going to respect it? How are we going to treat it? Like anything that you have a value. And that could be, I mean, we all, 
like different things, men and women, right? Men love gadgets. I would say, oh, for the most part, we like a nice watch, right? Hey, yeah. Like we like our car um, or our truck for that yeah. matter. Um, let's, let's hone in on those two things. What do we do with our favorite watch or our favorite vehicle? Probably wash it. Probably keep it clean on the interior, wipe the seats down. Uh, we get new battery for our watch. We shine it up. We don't smash it up against things. We put it in a safe spot at night. We should be doing the same thing with our bodies. It's just respecting this temple that we've been given, this yeah. amazing thing, our human body, that what it is, it's a gift. And we should take care of it and respect it uh, as that. And so for me, yeah, I, <clears throat> I just look, you know, faith has been part of my life ever since I was a little kid. I, you know, I grew up in the church. I grew up in a, um, you know, good for the better part, a good Christian <laughs> family with good morals and, you know, be kind yes. to others and, you know, I love God, love people like Danny Goki says. Uh, but you know, it was, it, it, it generally it was, you know, I, I never sep was able to separate the, this from my life, mm. if that makes any sense. Like yes. it just was always mixed in with my life. Yeah. So, so, you know, you know, faith and, and belief and hope and all of these things just made sense to me from a very young age that like, what's life worth if you don't have those things? Yeah. Right? What, what what are we here for if it's just we're a blip and then we're gone and it didn't matter? <laughs> I yeah. just I can't buy into it. So to me, my body matters and I want to I, I feel like I have something to do here. And yes. if I don't take care of my body, I'm not going to get another 47 years to, yeah. to make an impact and to do what I need to do. Yeah. And so I want the longest, fullest life that I can have where every day is a new opportunity to be a better, a better dad, a better husband, a better coworker, all of these things matter to me, but it starts kind of selfishly with taking care of myself, getting a good night's sleep, dr drinking enough water, moving in the gym, pushing, pulling some weight, running on the fields with, with the kids and stuff. I mean, th those things fill me up. I can't tell you how like accomplished I feel at the end of the day. If I, I showed up, I got a good work, uh, work done at the office. I I'm around people that I love people in the office that I, I respect. They respect me. I moved in the gym. I was out on the field for a few hours. I, I mean, I, I was on my knees in prayer and my Bible stacked right here next to me. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do devotion most days before I get my work going. Um, and, um, and that just fills me up and I, I sleep like a baby. I mean, I'm yeah. one man, but I'm just <laughs> telling you how I do it. Yeah, and um, so it's all connected for me, uh, Cynthia. It's all one thing for me. I, it's really hard for me to pull, you know, pull it out. Yeah, you know, from from my day to day. Well, yeah, and I th I think that's the way it should be. It's it's cool for me to witness in our clients when they start to get free of pornography and they start to take better care of themselves and value themselves and yes. you know feel hopeful about the things that God has called them to and the purpose on their life. It almost happens intrinsically that they start to exercise more or they start to exercise for the first time because yeah. you start to think that way. You're like, yeah, if I'm if I want to be here for 80 years and I want to really make a difference in the world, I don't want to let my health be the reason that I stop at 70 or whatever it might be. 
And so I, I think that's really cool. For for people who are listening, who are saying, you know, Chris, this is the subject that uh, I was hoping Cynthia would never talk about because I didn't want to get, I don't want to have to start exercising or I don't want to lift weights. That sounds uncomfortable and painful or whatever. How does somebody just get the ball rolling on this journey? Yeah, I'm glad you said that because when you first mentioned this uh, at the start of our conversation, I thought this thought and then it kind of got away from me. I think when a lot of people who aren't closely connected to strength training or physical activity in the gym, let's call it that, right? Um, they immediately go to like Arnold Schwarzenegger in their brain. I, right. I I think there's a lot of people that do that. Like, oh, if I'm going to go to the gym, that's like, that's what I'm going to look like. Not really, but that's <laughs> like, that's the purpose. Yeah. Like, and if I don't look like that, like it's not, it's, I'm not successful. So why bother? You know, it's like, no, that's, <laughs> that's not it. Right. I think we got to get away from, I love bodybuilding. I love the sport of bodybuilding. I love everything. I love pumping iron. I love all the old classic physique bodybuilding. I love it. 60s yeah. and 70s. And I could talk about it for hours, but that's never been my purpose in the gym. It's never been my personal focus in the gym. I always was more about athleticism and looking good, but feeling good. And the, the two are, are, are together. I, I would say go, I would say go to feel good with a nice side effect of looking good. Right. It's a, it's a stronger approach, right? Go to the why, gym. Why is it stronger? What's that now? What, sorry, I was just asking, why is it stronger? Because I think- Yeah, why stronger? Th yeah. yeah, what you're saying is true, definitely in my experience. But I just know a lot of people think, they instantly think of the sculpted yeah. abs and that's yeah. how we measure, right? Like there's mirrors all around the gym. We're constantly looking at ourselves, checking ourselves that. out. So why, why is it the better way to approach what feels good first versus how you look? Yeah, because we're, we're listen, when, when we get older and we're all going to get there at some point, um, it, it's not about the looks as much anymore. It's about the function and about True. quality of life. And if, if you're really hard on your body in your younger years, you're going to feel it. It comes at a cost. You know, if you're like an elite power lifter or a high level bodybuilder, like depending on how far you go, how far you get. Um, when you're in your fifties, there's going to be some consequences to that. It, it could be because you used, you know, enhancing, uh, performance, enhancing, uh, drugs. It could be because you had record lifts that really came at a cost to your spine or to your knees, to your hips, your shoulders, and so on. Um, but again, this is a very small percentage of the population of people who are in the gym. These are yeah. the, the best of the best. This is like, uh, I, I, I play in a softball league. doesn't mean that you're going to be in the MLB or <laughs> be working that hard, right? We're talking about the best of the best, the elite, the top notch. Um, and I realized that there's some pressure that people feel at the gym, you know, to look a certain way, uh, to carry themselves a certain way. Uh, why are people here that already look like they're so sculpted and perfect? Like, why are they even in the gym? They don't need it. You know, like, well, it gives them, you know, everyone has different reasons for, for why they're there, but um, you have to, you have to just get, get going and kind of get beyond yourself. No one's really looking at you or cares about you. 
that might sound harsh, but what I mean is most people are pretty ego driven. If they're in the gym, they're selfishly <laughs> really just looking at themselves and care about yeah, themselves. They, they don't care about what else, whatever else is going on or, yeah. or what you look like or what you're doing, your arms, your legs. Your, I would just say, I think consistency it is is a huge part of it just frequency how many times a week are you going um and it's not even length you can have it i've had some of my best workouts in 20 25 minutes um and i've had workouts that weren't as good that were over an hour because of maybe distractions or too much socializing or you know whatever it is uh yeah. the intensity that i brought to the workout so and i think a lot of times it doesn't even come down to big heavy weights. It's it's the movement patterns that we put ourselves through. I mean, you can have a single dumbbell or a single kettlebell or just body weight and have a fabulous workout. It does not require gobs of weight on a bar on an Olympic barbell. And I think that's what really pushes or scares people away or intimidates them is, ooh, these big, you know, Chris said strength training or, you know, it's Yes, it's strength. Like you need to be strong. Like you got stronger as you got older, right? As you hit puberty, you're stronger at 14 than you were at 11. Yeah. Because your body grew, it, it adapted, it had to get stronger, it had to carry your weight as you grew. And so we need to kind of think in our brain, like, what do I what what are some basics I need to be able to do just in order to move my body well? Like just my body weight, no extra weight on me, no extra weight on my back, um, nothing. It's like push-ups and pull-ups and air squats and and just you know jumping jacks and simple things like that are killer. And I mean, look at look at the guys in in our military or you know in military training. Much of what they do is body weight. Yeah, Much of true. what they do, and these guys are the most fit people in the world. Yeah, you know, when you look at collectively, um, they're unbelievable. They can run for days. They can do push-ups for days. They can do pull-ups for days, right? These are our warrior trained warriors. And so, you know, yeah, they might hit the gym here, here and there, but that's not, that's not what got them to where they are. It was just that, that constant uh, push. And so I think most of us just to adapt, I talk to my neighbor all the time about this, my neighbor, Jeff. He'd kill me and I mentioned his name, but I just mentioned his first name. So, you know, <laughs> but he, he's always, he's like, what well, we talk a lot and he'll always be like, yeah, just, I got to start doing something. You know, I'm like, buddy, just start with some push ups and some, some air squats. Yeah. But you just, you got to do it. If I think we get stuck just talking and thinking about stuff, but we never take action. And that's the killer. Yeah. Just do start with 10 push ups. If it takes you, three sets of three and yeah. then a fourth set of one do your <laughs> yeah. 10 push-ups and then do 20 air squats you're stronger yeah. in your legs and your upper body anyway so you should always do more legs than than upper body but right. start there and then yeah. the next day try to go to 12 and yeah. yes you can do body weight exercises every day it's not yeah. overtraining. you don't need a day off and if you're a little sore oh well work through <laughs> it but if you I think if more people, my goodness, if more people just did the basics, like push-ups, sit-ups, and squats, basic calisthenic stuff that we learned when we were in grade school, 
uh, we'd all move better, feel better, look better, everything. It's yeah. it's just that we've fallen so far away. As I said earlier, we don't do we don't move like kids anymore once we hit our 20s and 30s. And so we start to become old, crabby, crotchety adults who can't move their body well. Yeah. I, I, how many people you talk to? I couldn't even do a pull up. I don't think I could do five push-ups. Like that's sad. Yeah. I mean, for me, as a, obviously I'm a health and fitness expert, it, but for me, gosh, a human being, like, you know, I bet if you went back a hundred years ago, men and women across the board could probably, you know, do much of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Without even true. thinking about. It. Well, I don't know if you saw there was a there was a clip slash article slash survey that went viral about six or eight months ago that basically said this was a survey of Americans, but you were statistically more likely to become a millionaire than to have a six pack. I don't know. Did you hear about this study? I, I would believe it. Yeah, I would believe it. And it's it's pretty staggering when you think about it, right? Because we all think that be, like becoming a millionaire sounds kind of like a very lofty ambition, this impossible thing. And it's crazy to think that America would rather do that or it's more likely, I guess, could find that more easy than having a six pack. I, I, guess, I guess I want to ask you, uh, I kind of get the impression that what you do is um, like you're you just you don't come across as a meathead. You don't come across no. as like the like over intense. You got to be in the gym three hours a day. You got to destroy your body like this sounds like a very well-rounded approach. What are some of the values that are allowing you to I guess to have this approach in the first place? That's my first question. And then the second thing is for someone like you who is very seasoned and very experienced and you you have a good understanding of the individuality of your own body and how to take care of it. How are you integrating it into your work and raising kids and, you know, uh, faith and church and all the different stuff you have going on? Um, that, that's my second question. So let's start with the first one. What are some of the values that anchor this and how does somebody, somebody who maybe has more of the all or nothing kind of thinking or, you know, I'm either like 100% in or I'm out. How does somebody strike that balance where it's actually healthy and a little bit more sustainable long term? Let's start there. Exercise and, and, and being strong and moving my body is really just a deep rooted passion that I've had ever since I was a little kid. Uh, I've spoken about, you know, I was one of three boys. I was the youngest of three and my older brothers are identical twins. Oh, wow. Uh, five years older than me. And for me, they were like. They were a superhero to me uh, as a kid. I get emotional sometimes just thinking about it because one of my brothers passed away 10 years ago. And uh, that was very hard for us, especially my older, my other older brother who lost his identical twin. Yeah. Um, but when I think back of those, those, those years and that time, I just wanted to be just like them, like a lot of siblings, little kids, you know, they want to be like their older brother or older sister, you know? And so I saw them always as just, you know, they're running or tackling and throwing and, and riding bikes and playing with their friends. And, you know, I want to do all those same things. And I saw them, you know, as they got older and they were good athletes and better than average, you know, and, and tried really hard. They always very competitive spirit, wanting to win, uh, yeah. but not dirty players, not, you know, they, they just... And not like leave it to beaver clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it wasn't like Eddie Haskell stuff going on here, but like they were just really good human beings. And I, and I just wanted to be like them. And for me to be like them, I had to 
hang with them and, and play basketball with them and play football and baseball and all these sports and lift weights like them when I was, you know, nine, 10 years old and they were in high school. And I'm like, well, I'm going to start lifting weights, you know, so that became my my love of lifting weights in our our garage growing up. So for me, exercise and movement is this, as I said, this deep thing that you cannot separate from who I am as Chris Wilson. It's just who I am. You ask anybody who's met me in my entire life, they're like, Chris, he likes to move and he doesn't ever (laughs) shut up. So those are probably two things, you know, that I'm, I'm most, I'm just known for. So yeah. you it, it, you can't stop me from wanting to move my body to to and I have a gym right outside my office outside this white door behind me. I have a four thousand square foot private facility, the Critical Bench Compound. So I have no excuse about getting in a workout. <laughs> sure. And so and I get paid to work out. I mean, we get yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in terms of I can take a break and go work out, come back to my desk and work, and I'm like you know so. That that the power there is is phenomenal, and I wish everybody had that. And yeah, I know there's okay. actually a lot of businesses and corp, uh, big corporations and stuff have gotten better at this, uh, where they encourage exercise and have their own fitness centers, and they know that people are more productive when they're moving and they're oh, yeah. feeling good about themselves, right? And and it's and and this and it catch it. I mean, geez, everybody should be doing this. So, yeah. secondly, you talked about integration, right? About how do I fit this? How do I fit this into my life and 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 maybe you know have balance and with family and and work and activities and all all these other things? Well, again, for me, I have a, a bit of an upper hand because I have a facility right outside my door. Uh, but that's not the only place where I integrate it. We make exercise fun at home, where you know we have like a a, a bit of a home gym in our garage. My wife. Um, she, she was a kinesiology major in college, had a CSCS. She was very, uh, uh, you know, very much an athlete in high school and, and loved exercise, still does. And so our kids feel that, see that they come out and want to participate with us. And they yeah. know that exercise is just a huge part of living your best life, uh, if yeah. you will. Uh, so that mommy and daddy um, are going to be doing that uh and they can join in or watch us or learn or or whatever That's and cool. then of course it's i've chosen uh over the last 6 years to also be a coach uh for baseball and i've i get more time with my son i get i'm on the field with him i'm helping him and his friends and i get to run around like a kid i mean and the other coaches we're having as much fun as the kids are throwing the ball hitting the ball you know, doing all these things. So for me, I've like set my life up in a way where I, I cannot escape uh, the activity. It's just, yeah. it's everywhere I turn by cool. choice. And, uh, and, and I'm creating hopefully another generation of, with my kids that realize like this is essential to a good life. Yeah, I love that. Um, maybe a follow up question because now I'm I'm kind of picking up some some pieces here as you continue to talk. It sounds like a lot of your physical activity is actually with other people. Yes, um, like you're not doing a lot of it alone by the sounds of it. Right. How important is that? And especially maybe for somebody who's mm-hmm. starting 
is that is that a necessity? Does it it does it increases people's chances of maintaining it long term? Um, and then I guess I guess just the second part would be where do the, where do you find these people to to go work out with? Personally, I've I've done most of mine solo. I really enjoy it though. I'm also quite motivated, so I'm I'm probably in the minority. Um, but what what can people do? It does, does, yeah. How how does that having other people involved in this contribute? I think group group activity or group exercise has really it's been it's been a thing and it's been popular for many years for decades but i would say um it's gotten better in commercial gyms and you know smaller you know franchise gyms and stuff where they've ad- um adopt like that's been become like orange theory or something like that or these right. uh, fit, i don't know fitness 24 hour or whatever. I don't know. There's, there's all these different, gosh, there's a different gym on every corner nowadays. It's unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you had, really have no excuse. There's, there's gyms everywhere, but yeah. so many of them have this group exercise experience where you pay a certain amount. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more than a cheap old, it, listen, a cheap membership is, is just that it's cheap and it's probably not going to get results. Invest in yourself for God's sakes. Like heck mm-hmm. it's your health. Look how much money we invest in garbage that we put into our body with whether it's food or things that we watch or whatever, but we don't invest a hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars a month in our <laughs> in our activity in our to you know which has just transformative uh, effects on on everything in our life. So yeah, I would say if you're aside from you, there are people like you who can have this kind of solo, is individual like approach and have success with it and um their life is you know kind of just set up where they can they can have success with that and and um are kind of self-driven and they're but that's not the norm i would say yeah. most people are better in community and men or women and feel like they you know they um they just like connection. They 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 like the the other things that come with it, you know. So hey, I get to exercise, but I also get to see my friends. I also get to have a few laughs. I also get to uh, right. learn some things. I you know like it's 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 more comprehensive than just like a workout. And yeah. I I would say so many people, especially the women, they're great at this. Women are great group exercise people, right? Mm-hmm. But the guys who are will allow themselves. <clears throat> to go give this a go also realize it too like oh that was pretty fun i enjoyed yeah. that and um you know i mean you look at a lot of these crossfit gyms and um i don't knock any of it like any anything that you're doing you know just try to stick with it if you're doing martial arts that's in a, in a class format <clears throat> if you're doing tennis at the local y that's usually a, you're, it's probably doubles tennis, not singles. But even with right. singles, you need a partner. Yeah. Um, pickleball has become huge, like across our nation, maybe <laughs> up in uh, up in, in your area as well. Which is Very just a, so. basically like playing tennis on a ping pong. Like you're on the ping pong table. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Know? I mean, it's so fun, and people just absolutely love it. But dude, I always say like whatever it is, it could be hiking, or it could be. Uh, uh, bicycling it could be mountain biking it could be swimming whatever it is stick to it uh we all have a, a passion i think for some form of exercise that maybe was from our childhood from our youth 
or something that we always wanted to do and we never did. And as adults, now we have the means, right? And I think you just have to get out there and get past yourself and make Mm -hmm. time for yourself and just go do it. Um, and, And once you have that group, it's hard to miss because people are like, they'll hold you accountable. If you do miss, they'll be like, hey, dude, where were you? We missed you. Oh, I'll make it tomorrow. Okay, all right. And then they'll razz you for it. But it's because they care and they have more fun when you're there. Yeah. And and I think if we if we all had more of that, um, my goodness, like. I mean, when you walk around the grocery store, at least in this country, it's pretty sad because oftentimes I walk around. I'm like, I'm probably the healthiest person here by a lot. Besides some of the young cashiers who, you know, they're 15 years old. They have no excuse yet. Yeah. But in terms of like an older adult, like my gosh, that person's 50 pounds overweight. That person's a hundred pounds. That one's sitting in a cart because they can't even walk anymore. Like, right. oh my gosh, this is the public, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's, it, for me, it's, it's a little bit alarming and sad. Um, I don't take pleasure in it at all. I feel like I just have more work to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about, what you guys uh, would provide for someone who's listening, who maybe is saying, okay, well, you know, Chris, if you can show me that maybe this is only going to take a little bit of time or something I can do at home, like you guys have really done a good job of making it very accessible to people. Mm. I think your YouTube channel has over a million subscribers. Uh, I'm wondering if you can give people some ideas on, uh, you know, what a next step might be after listening to this podcast, if they did want to take some initiative and uh, by all means, please plug your resources because I think they're fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. I actually, that's probably the best spot to kind of become familiar with Critical Bench, who we are, what we do, what we're all about, what we offer. Um, the, the YouTube channel, the main one, it's yeah, it's at 1.1 million subscribers. It's when I started here, we had 4,000 subscribers. Wow. So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a ride. And um, we had I made a video every day or we as a channel, I started for several years and we had other coaches come on board. We, we released a video every day on the main channel for seven years straight. And then Jeez. we started to back off a little bit. Then we got back to seven, but consistency, right? We were consistently yeah. upload. It's the same way with everything in life. If you want change, <laughs> you have to be consistent. So reason why I mentioned the YouTube channel is because it's a free resource and you'll never watch every video on our channel. You could try, but you'll never do it. We have yeah. the main channel has almost 4,000 videos on it. So right. the likelihood of you watching every one of them uh, is, <laughs> is not strong. But what that also provides for you is a variety of exercise. There are follow along body weight workouts. There are follow along leg only workouts, upper body workouts. Uh, a pair of dumbbell workouts, a kettlebell only workout, um, you know, uh, a stretching routines, yoga flows. The, the list goes on and on. Every Monday we release a live follow along workout uh, in a home setting. So it's filmed in our facility, in our gym, where we've actually created like a home kind of look experience where people feel like they're at home and this is what you can do at home with like mini bands or sliders or body weight uh, or a pair of dumbbells. And so every Monday, a new workout releases, but we have so many hundreds and hundreds of past follow along workout routines that people can do. 
ab specific, leg specific. Uh, if you have bum shoulders, we have videos for that. How to get pat, how to re kind of rehab your shoulder or your knees or your sore hips. And all of the, a lot of these things lead to other free resources that you can download or products and programming that kind of ties or matches to that. So if you want to go further, you can then get a pro miniband program or a hips program or a glute building program. I mean, we have a great program called metabolic stretching, which is how to stretch your way fit, how to actually do dynamic stretching and make it fun. And it's basically a form of exercise that will get you results. It's strenuous, but also very realistic. We have a beginner and advanced version uh, in that program. So there's something there for everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're 20, if you're 60, if you're a man, woman, there's something there for everybody. And that's what makes it such a great resource. Yeah, that's amazing. So we'll put uh, a link in the show notes to, to all of that. Uh, so people can go track it. And I do like that, you know, YouTube is so accessible, but then yeah. like you said, it can lead into other resources or programming if that's what people want to do. Yeah. Um, Chris, any, any final words, any final thoughts to the audience here? We've covered a little bit of everything. Um, yeah. Any, any final pieces for, for people who are, who are hearing this and, and want to improve their physical well-being? Yeah. Well, I think if you just invest in yourself a little bit, you'll see those results and then it'll be really hard for you to stop that momentum. Yeah. And I, th I think we all think of like these massive steps to get somewhere, these big goals, but have a goal and then have some action steps to get there. But let those steps be very micro, like baby mm -hmm. steps are fine. Baby steps are a hundred percent great because that's what will keep you uh, close to that that path and if you fall away it's just pick right back up get over yourself it's okay you had a bad day you ate, ate, ate a crappy meal or you went off the rails for a weekend or whatever yeah start up fresh on monday and just get back to to day one again if you will um yeah. we, we we're so quick to like rob ourselves of of victory right we we we're, we're, we're our own worst enemies. So do better, do a better job at praising yourself and just, and, and re rewarding yourself for taking those small steps and just stay consistent and, um, and, and stick to it. I, Cause in 30, 60, 90 days, you will change the person that you are. It, it, mm -hmm. and, and, and you'll be so grateful for yourself. You'd be so proud of yourself that you did it. Well, yeah, I echo all of that. That's been exactly my experience, just starting small and building on it and really having that consistency and it builds your confidence. You start to think better, you perform better in other areas of your life and it starts to become uh, almost addictive. It's probably not the right word to use for this podcast, but you know, it really does. You do kind of get like, healthy, you know, yeah. you miss it's it. Yeah. It's a healthy addiction. It's a healthy addiction. It's okay. Like yeah. drinking a lot of water. It's, it's yeah. really hard to drink too much. You yeah. can, but it's hard. <laughs> so, you know, it's, there, there are things like that, that, uh, you know, it's, you got to attach yourself to something and it might as well be something that's good. Yeah. exactly that's exactly it chris thanks for your time man and thanks for all you guys are doing at critical bench really respect it and uh and are wishing you guys all the best and excited to be on your podcast here pretty soon too yeah i can't wait can't wait to have you looking forward to it thank you so much for the opportunity i i really enjoyed talking with you all right likewise man. i'll talk soon okay well there you have it uh chris man what a guy what a guy i learned a lot actually even though i would not consider myself to be necessarily that beginner but there's still so much to take away 
and I did check out their YouTube channel. It is really, really good. I, I think like there's some stuff in there that I might even do, especially when I'm traveling. I thought I saw that they had a couple of good stuff there. And if you follow Frank Rich at all, you'll see that he's actually uh, the model that they use in a lot of their videos. So uh, they actually know each other, which is kind of funny. Uh, anyway, the, the website's there in, a, in the show notes if you want to check them out. In the meantime, if you're listening to this episode and maybe you're thinking, man, this is my chance. I do want a better body and I know that I will take better care of my body if I have a greater value for it. And I know I'll have a greater value for it if I could really quit pornography and get free once and for all. There's a link in the show notes for you to book a time with somebody on our team if you want to find out a little bit more about my program, Deep Clean, which basically helps men resolve the root issues of porn addiction once and for all. This is not a quick fix. This is not some 30-day or even 90 days of let's get you free. This is an intensive, a little bit more comprehensive program for guys who are willing to invest their time and their energy into a, a bit more of a comprehensive recovery process. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in so that you can be free on the other side, become the person God made you to be, step into his promises and have a rock solid relationship life, whether it's with loved ones, family or friends. Well, you can book a time with someone from my team. We'd love to know your story a little bit more and see if what we have here is actually a good fit. Just to be frank, we turn down probably about 60 to 70% of the people that book with us uh, because we don't feel like it's quite the right fit. Uh, but if it does end up being a fit, then um, you know we can tell you a little bit more about the program and all that kind of stuff and what it would entail. So the link's in the show notes. Uh, you can book a call. In the meantime, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you know of somebody who maybe needs to listen to this podcast, make sure you spread the word. Uh, much love, and I'll talk to you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you wanna show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.